This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And what means, oh, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malik. But before we ask John how he's doing, guys, we need your help. If you listen to this podcast and you're not subscribed, please go subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are we there. Are there. We're also, if you listen to this podcast on Spotify or Apple, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave us a comment. We'll read it out loud. We appreciate it so much. We're also on YouTube now. So you know what that means. Go over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, look for Nick's Jets, et cetera. That's Nick's comma Jets, comma ETC, period. No one writes, et cetera, fully out. That's just wild. So make sure to go to the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And while you're there watching videos, make sure to hit the like button and leave a comment. We appreciate that too. And we will engage with you. And we're so like, once again, we were really appreciative for it. Also, while you're there, we got winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, usually go down the NFL slate. It's not NFL season, but guess what's coming around? We got March Madness, baby. We got March Madness up on deck. These guys are going to go through March Madness. They're going to go through the tourney for you, okay? They're going to get you covered. That way you know what to bet on and bet responsibly. Stay tuned. These guys are coming out this week with an episode. When you listen to this, this will be Monday. So make sure to catch on later this week for March Madness winning picks weekly. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. there. Now, with that being said, my man, you had a good weekend from what I heard. It was a good weekend. I heard that you had a surprise birthday party. Oh, surprise get together. It was uh, it was it was nice to get some uh, cousins, some friends. Uh, we went um, met up at uh, Clinton Hall in uh, in the Fi Dye. It was cool. Oh, in Fi Dye, look at that. Nice. That's what's up. That's what's up. It was and freezing you... out. Yeah, <laughs> it was cold. It was brick. Did it snow down? Did it snow down there? I did everything yesterday. A little bit of everything. Oh, like God. rain, sleet, ice, snow, wind. We had it all. And the mailman still made it out okay. Look at that. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you had a good uh, surprise birthday. Sad that I wasn't able to make it. Uh, but we're here. We've been watching the Knicks. You had a wonderful cake from what I saw. Beautiful cake. <laughs> Both of our stupid faces on it. With our stupid faces on it. <laughs> but how you doing, man? How How's your weekend overall? How's everything else? Listen, man, I'm I'm good. Like, like from all that matters in life, which is obviously sports, we have the Jets going into free agency, right? And I was riding on this Knicks high coming off of the two wins, right? We, we had Memphis coming up. We knew that was tough. We're in the hunt. I'm staring at the play-in. We knew that the Memphis and the Brooklyn Nets game were, were going to be really tough. I'm, I'm really proud of the way they played. So I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of, you know, I'm okay. I'm not as, definitely not as high as I was getting, right? It definitely gave me a little plateau over here. But we knew it was coming. Um, Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA by far. He, what he has done 
due to his Achilles, like just come back and play so well has been one of the most impressive things that I've seen in sports personally. And how good he is at basketball separately is also one of the most impressive things I've ever seen, you know, in, in sports slash basketball. So it's really fun for, it's really fun for me to watch him play. It sucks. I was against the Knicks. He came out, what did he have 13 in the first quarter or something? I, yeah. I mean, I, I knew he was going to drop 50. I literally tweeted out like while he was scoring in the first quarter, I said, uh, KD is going to drop 50 and the Knicks are going to win. I was, <laughs> I was off on the second part, um, but it was a really good game. Damn I was close, telling you, I, yeah, I mean, I was telling you right before, you know, we got on. If the the Knicks season started from the All Star break, and I think we were at three and six, mm-hmm. and you know, it looks terrible and all this stuff. We're firing Tibbs, and you know, Grimes is hurt, and we don't have a point guard. We're benching one. One's getting surgery. Everything's you know crazy. I am. I would be so happy with this Knicks team. So. From that perspective, since things have changed with the organization since that time, I'm I'm just gonna say I'm content with where I am with the Knicks right now. Like it is what it is. We played so well. I'm not mad. Like you know, I'm I'm frustrated. We didn't get the win. Like I just want to close out. We can't close out games, Alex. Tell me how to close out games with this Knicks team. But I'm in an okay spot, dude. Uh, and that, that that that's how I feel with uh, the state of our uh, the state of our Knicks right now. But how was your weekend? How are you feeling about uh, free agency coming up? I know we're gonna have a Jets episode coming, and uh, you know, Knicks talk, baby. How how do you feel about these uh this this four day stretch where where the the road trip is finally over, man? The gauntlet is is done. Thank God the road trip's finally over. Knicks gonna be home after a long uh long trip. Uh, you see that they were they were winding down uh, in the Memphis game. You saw they were tired, but my week was good, man. You know, got the house to myself. Uh, wife is out partying it up for a bachelorette party for her cousin. So I got the whole house, me and the two cats are just chilling, <laughs> watching some Knicks basketball, you know, eating good, uh, Sorry, doing cats. the whole spiel. Yeah. The cats <laughs> got one right next to L. me one is somewhere. I don't know where they are, but <laughs> chilling, man. But yo, watching these Knicks games, uh, you saw <laughs> tough for them in Memphis. It came down to the fourth quarter. They looked gassed. Couldn't really close out. Once again, comes down to the fourth quarter, which is usually just the same thing we're used to at this point, especially from February. Knicks have a tough time closing out. And honestly, it's not that shocking at this point when it comes down to the game. And it's always comes down to late game execution. That's an area of this team that just needs to improve next season. At this point, we know what it is, as you already said. But what I'm looking for is just our players like, growth as players right so like seeing how jericho sim jericho sims develops as the season goes on how rj barrett continues to develop as the season goes on how julius randall is coming back to playing like julius randall of old as the season goes on and i'm looking more so towards those guys seeing how they can all gel together seeing what this team needs besides the point guard position that we keep talking about night in and night day in and day out because we just know that we need a point guard but what else can we see from this team growing but to answer your question, man, why is the next fourth quarter woes? I don't know, but I got some stats for you if you want some stats for you. Uh, here, something that you should know. Mr. Traticaster. Here you go. The Staticaster, as I call you. You're a Staticaster. <laughs> here you go. Here's some, uh, here, here's some fourth quarter stats since February 1st. From February 1st until now, the Knicks are dead last in the league in net rating when it comes to the fourth quarter. They're a minus 20.5 in fourth quarter in net rating. They're 94.9 in offensive rating 
in the fourth quarter. That's last in the league, but they're 23rd in defensive rating with 115.4. Obviously it comes down to the offense that we just can't score a bucket, right? So you see this, you're like, oh, we can't score. And how else is that captured in the fourth quarter? We are dead last in the league when it comes to points in the fourth quarter with 23.2 points per game. How about that? And how about this? Mike, I'm going to counter that. I'm going to counter that with the net rating for the Knicks since the all-star break in overall has been we're, we're literally in the middle of the league at number 15. Oh yeah. The, 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 but it's, it's, <laughs> that's three good, strong quarters and one bad one. We're getting, we know yeah. what the recipe is. Three good, three good quarters, maybe two and a half, depending on how you feel about the third quarter, third quarter of doom does cut, pop its head up from time to time, but two and a half to three good quarters in the fourth quarter. This is all I'm saying is fourth quarter stats, baby fourth quarter stats. We are also dead last <laughs> in the fourth quarter since February 1st in field goal percentage with 37.8%. This is not shocking. We know what it is. This team just can't execute out of timeouts. We saw that today. This team also just tightens up. They can't play their game. And you see that we have no decision maker in the fourth quarter that can really get guys organized into their spots and know who to get the ball to and can get a bucket. We know that. So that's why at this point, like, is it shocking that we lost to the Nets today? No. Is it shocking that we lost to the Grizzlies? No. Was it good that we saw competitive games? Absolutely. With this roster, that's important. The the fact that we're competitive, and this is not a moral victory. It's, okay, we got, we got some pieces here on this team to stay competitive with the second best team in the league, the Memphis Grizzlies, and then the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, who, by the way, in order for Kevin Durant to beat the New York Knicks, had to get 50 points today. Like, if Kevin Durant doesn't do that, Knicks are most likely on the other side winning. So we look at that. We see, okay, Julius Randle playing well. We got RJ playing well. Jericho Sims and Mitch are playing well. Uh, Sims more so today than Mitch. But I can take away, I could get these takeaways and say, okay, now I know what we need moving forward. We need someone to help with the offense. Need a point guard. Need another wing. Like we need another wing outside of So you learn nothing. Huh? So you learn nothing. No, it's just like solidifying what we know. That is yeah, not yeah. that we didn't learn nothing. It's solidifying what we know and just like, okay, we need more playmakers. And what and, and in what way do we need more playmakers? Do we need more depth outside on the second unit? Yeah, we do. We need more guard play. That's really what we're saying. Like we need better guard play. What it comes down to, end of the day. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what I learned. I learned that we were right about Evan Fournier the whole way. He can't do anything <laughs> except for Dribble back, step back three, and his transition fast break three pointers drive me absolutely nuts. That's what I learned. I learned that we were right on him. However, I will caveat that with the last play of the game was a good draw up by yep. Tibbs, and it just wasn't well executed by Fournier. That's fine. He was double teamed. It's you know it's okay. Like I'm not gonna burn him at the stake for that. I'm more mad about how he, even though. Again, more props to him. Another caveat for Fournier. I'm being awfully nice to him, even though I can't stand him. He did play good defense on that Kevin Durant shot where he made fun of him, called him too small. But other than that, he was god-awful on defense. But that's that's par for the course, isn't it? It's par for the course to know that Evan Fournier is bad on defense, streaky on offense, which is what's so maddening about him because he's our starting shooting guard, and you just don't know what you're going to get on a night-to-night basis on a team that 
it's tough to say that they struggle on offense because they can definitely get the points, but it really comes down to more so the execution in the fourth fourth quarter. So like this team can put up points. Like we, we see that we saw that today. It's not it's not not known. I mean, when you look at the stat line, you have M Fournier with 25 points, RJ with 24, Randall with 26. Like the team can score. Like we have some, we have some guys that can score. And if Burks, uh, you know, depending on the night when he's not having to be the full-on responsibilities of being a point guard, uh, he can score too. So okay, let, let, let's sit right there. Are you mad about Burks coming in in the fourth quarter today for McBride? McBride seemingly got no minutes. I'm not upset about it. Um, and the reason I'm not upset about it is because McBride is taking his time to get used to the game. I'm upset that he only got 11 minutes in the game where mm-hmm. I think he could have had a little more than Burks. Like, I think you could get, get him more spot minutes in like the second and the third quarter, yeah. like that, those are areas, but fourth quarter crunch time, you're going against Patty Mills, Drogic, and not even that Drogic was really good today and shockingly or Mills. Was, huh? or Patty Mills. No, they were, yeah, no, they're not, they're, oh. they weren't, I'm not saying that they were great today, but the thing is like, they're still savvy enough veteran point guards that they can do the other things that we don't have on this team, you know, like play, make good decision. making. <laughs> <laughs> By Patty Mills. That was yeah. a nice flop, but Drogic did have, you know, he did get his hands in there on Randall, which I'm not too mad about Randall on that play either. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. it's, it's just, but, it's, if you, if you try to look at things in perspective, like just like one game at a time, like you, you wouldn't be mad about that, but it's just like, we are, you know, we had this whole narrative on Randall and the Knicks, you know, for the whole season. So we're just sick of it. You know what I yeah, mean? For sure. But am I upset that Burks, I mean, not Burks, McBride got 11 minutes to Burks 36? Not really. And for as much as we can get on Burks, like he led the team in assists today, he was rebounding. Uh, McBride, you know, I think with McBride, he's still like, he's still trying to get his confidence back after being in the doghouse for so long and still <laughs> getting his footing back. And to ask him come out here and to now close the game when he didn't, Really looked like he was in that grade of rhythm today, to be honest. Like, he only got two assists today, both which were OB corner threes that OB knocked down. Shout was- out Sean Marion over here. He's back. <laughs> he When he comes back after a break, he is fire, dude. You and, Chuck, was- you and Chuck D and the Sean Marion. <laughs> dude, I've been on that since literally day one, man. He is Sean Marion. But I'm not upset about it. It's- Get him a Steve Nash, bro. Let's get him to Steve Nash, see what happens. Some people are saying that's Deuce McBride. Some people are saying Deuce McBride is going to be this point guard to save us. Okay. I like Deuce McBride. I I think he's a good point guard. Please do not. Please do not put him in the same stratosphere as Mr. Steve Nash, even though. Does he coach? Does he do anything? No, <laughs> no, he doesn't do any. I look, man. There's some jobs out there that are you like, you know, like you could just ask, like, what does this person do? I watch Steve Nash. I'm like, what does he do over there? He's or how about the Kyrie? Adamire, bro. How about Kyrie coming in fashionably late today? How fun was that? <laughs> Yo, I, I, I honestly think that I am I'm on the minority side here, but this whole Kyrie can't play thing is insane to me. I, it, it's really, it makes no Oh, I sense. agree with it's you not, 100%. It's not rooted in reality or in how is sense. He, how is he able to go to a game, sit damn near everybody without a mask? <laughs> not damn near everybody. He goes in the locker room. He's with them in the locker room. Like, hold, hold on, hold on. The whole point is like not only player safety, but fan safety too, right? He's out there in the stands with the fans. 
It has nothing to do with safety. That's the answer. So I think the whole Kyrie thing is ridiculous, even though I'm very happy they didn't play today. You know oh, they played today. This is a different, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Because we, so, we saw what the Nets did to Philly. Which is really interesting. I'm, we'll, I, we'll go off on that tangent later. I hope they play each other in the playoffs, but I don't know who I'm rooting for there. I hate Philly so much that I honestly might want Brooklyn to, to win that series. You know, but honestly, we'll, like, I think it's where we're <laughs> going to divide. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, I know. Like, that, that we'll, 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 you know, get there when we get there. But let's stick to this game. And, you know, maybe let's stick to what the Nets did at center because – What's going to be huge in a hypothetical series like that is going to be the fact that the Nets are small. Like maybe KD was projecting a little bit there because the Nets are kind of small. And you can tell that he was frustrated on a lot of plays where KD was D'ing up and he had nobody behind him on the help. Like I think three or four times where he was D'ing up and nobody was there to help him. You know, when someone was driving to the basket where even though he was, you know, holding the player back, whether it was RJ or uh, Randall. I think there were a couple other plays as well. So I'm wondering if we can't handle Andre Drummond, right? Your boy, your, your guy who you think is terrible at basketball is the Knicks would have not been able to hand like we would have been negative with him. He doesn't play defense. We want you wanted nothing to do with him on the Knicks team. Mitch Robinson legitimately can't guard him. Like whether it's getting rebounds, whether it's like him, he like he makes him look like a small forward <laughs> or a power forward, even though he's taller than him. I, I don't know what it is. And forget the minus 17 stuff. And I guess you could maybe forget the four blocks at the same time. Right. Like those are the two, you know, opposite sides of the spectrum there. If you look at everything else, just the eye test, Mitch can't hang with. Are we calling Drummond an average center? He can't hang with him. But I then go, you see Mitch I, go against DeAndre Ayton and go off. So then what is it? Is that more of an indictment on DeAndre Ayton? You know, where he doesn't look too good without Chris Paul? Or, you know, or because every other real center, it can't handle it. And then at the same time, in the same game where you can talk about other players on the squad, you see Jericho Sims, dude. You see what Jericho Sims could do. You're talking about stretching the defense. I feel like we uh, were like in like some weird, like get out, you know, world where <laughs> we were all convinced ourselves that Mitch Robinson is a good, you know, perimeter defender and, and he's good off the switch. Dude, when you look at Jericho Sims covering Kevin Durant at half court and then guarding the corner three and then guarding the basket and then jumping four feet in the air for a rebound on the same play, I think what was it? eight times in a row or nine times in a row, like not once or twice. Like it blew my mind. Like, like if you ask any single person who uh, doesn't know the players on the Knicks, who's the starting center and who's the backup, there's no chance anyone would tell you that Mitch Robinson is the starting center. There's no chance. And like, I, I want to know what your take is on, first of all, like with, with today's game specifically, like why can't Mitch guard Drummond and why can Jericho Sims guard Drummond? Like what, 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 what am I missing there? Like what's the juxtaposition there? And secondly, is Mitch like looking behind him? Like at Jericho Sims right now, like, Oh man, like maybe I'm not going to get re-signed by the Knicks, you know, to this, you know, deal that I want because of this guy. Uh, so to answer your question, 
I feel like Mitch as a player is very up and down. Um, Cause we saw, we actually did see Mitch go against Drummond this year when Drummond was on Philly and he did hold, he did battle well earlier this season. Uh, but usually more often than not, we've seen historically and even today where Mitch struggles, but the issue with Mitch is more of his consistency rather than his consistency and his ability to, I didn't actually know that's just really, it. it's just his consistency. Like his ability to have like good back to back to back to back games, like just know what he is baseline. And we don't get that from Mitch. And so watching him against Drummond today is not like, oh, wow, Drummond goes out there and is, you know, killing Mitch. And that's how I look at it. It's more so, wow, Mitch is once again inconsistent. What type of Mitch are we going to get here when he's fully developed? And do you, you want to pay him and see what he can be as a fully developed center? And the answer to that is yes, I would still pay Mitch to see what he is as a fully developed center because this is his second season with an actual coaching staff and Kenny Payne that is developing him and working with him to become a better center. And we've seen the progress with Mitch. We've seen Mitch get better. We've seen Mitch have breakout games where you're like, whoa, like what he did against Memphis. Like we're all over here. Like, yo, Mitch had a game, bro. Four assists, four, like, what do you like three or four blocks or, or and like he had steal like three or four two steals games in a row like that now too. Yeah. And then he gets you, he's, he's a double, he was a double, double machine that game too. And you're like, wow, this is going against Steven Adams. One of the better bigs in the league. Guy who wins, who leads the league in winning like uh, jump balls at the beginning of games and so forth. But then you see going against Andre Drummond, like what's what's happening? I think that's more an indictment on Mitch being not a consistent player. And I would still pay Mitch. But now your second question. But oh, actually, let me just say shout out to Drummond because Drummond, you know, I didn't want Drummond on the next last season. But Drummond this season with Philly and Brooklyn has really turned his game around and is actually playing a lot better in the role that I would, this is what I was expecting for Drummond personally, that you can't have him as like, have him as the primo guy getting paid primo (laughs) money. Like he, he's getting paid what he should be paid. And now he's playing the role that he should be, should be playing. And that's why he's looking good. So shout out to Drummond because this year actually for Drummond, I would say, Anyone who says Drummond sucks like this season, you're not watching Drummond because Drummond's really so good, good and very good and very consistent this season. So shout out to Drummond for that. He he's not like the Detroit. The he's not the Detroit, and he's not the Cavs. Drummond, which was just doo doo in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's playing really well this season. So I'll give Detroit I'll, Drummond was doo doo, huh? Detroit Drummond was doo doo. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, he was, bro. He did. Okay. He he was, he was featured as a guy. Is, he got good stats, but it wasn't impact like this. The games he has today is more impactful than what he did in Detroit. Well, it was, okay, more impactful because the team and everything. But dude, these guys getting twenty twenty. Yeah, games. but it's easy. To get, it's easy to get twenty twenty when you're the only guy focusing. Listen, the Knicks have never had a guy. Like, we don't have guys. We don't have. The, you know who gets rebounds for us? Jericho Sims gets ten rebounds for us. Walks in and gets Tyson ten Chow rebounds for us. Tyson Chower. Nobody's getting twenty twenty for us ever. Uh, listen, oh Drummond, my goodness gracious! I'm not going. I'm not going. On, I'm not going on Andre Drummond's uh, tangent today. He was not that good in Detroit. He's doing much I'm better saying, now. Mitch Robinson can't guard him, but yet he can guard DeAndre Ayton and all that other stuff. There's some guys in some matchups that are just not all the, than other don't guys. tell me all the other stuff. He held DeAndre Ayton in the one game. Yes, but what's the, all the other stuff? Like we're watching. We're watching every single game, Alex. How are we going to? How are we going to talk about Mitch being like, oh, he can't guard Andre Drummond? We're seeing him going against Steve Adams. Like we got it, we got to call like it is. We're talking about DeAndre Ayton this week. We're talking about Stephen Adams this week, and so we're going to say Andre Drummond. There's just some guys. There's just some guys center, who one matchup is going to be like that. That just like a pain in the ass for them. There's just some of those guys who are like, oh, I can't guard him. 
that's just that's just too much for me sure. and it's for whatever reason okay, how about, but okay one i'll give you those two but give me a center with an offense that mitch robinson can guard because if you can't guard a, a center that puts his back to the basket and he also can't himself put his back to the basket like what am i paying for i'm just paying for nerlens noel like, like, like at the end of the day, you know what I'm trying to like, you're paying for a healthy Nolan's Noel, someone who could get rebounds, get some blocks and that's it. Get some alley-oops. To, you, know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? I hear you. But the thing, the difference with Nolan's Noel is like Nolan's Noel is like late twenties gang. Like he's in his prime. Like that is who he is. Like Mitch younger, 23. Once again, didn't play college ball. Eight. I really consider him like being drafted at 18, not having enough, like, info and enough development for Mitch to say, to see what he truly is, but I would still pay him because I still consider him an asset. And I think if you give him like the Robert Williams type of contract, whether he's here or not for down the road, you can still trade him because now to get onto your second point, Jericho Sims, right? Like, yo, Jericho Sims, you, you could say, Hey, who's this guy behind me? That's playing really well too. And yo, shout out to Jericho Sims. Cause he, he, he went toe to toe with drum today. He was in the closing minutes of the game. I, I honestly thought I didn't. I didn't see a need to bring Mitch back in because Jericho Sims was doing a good job. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. But between both of them, they both have flaws and they both have strengths that each other doesn't have. Like Jericho is a stronger guy. He saw you saw him give the 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 jab to Drummond in the rib, and like Mitch can't do that, but Jericho can. You know, and we can go back and forth like who's a better shot blocker, who's a better rim, all that type of stuff. And they're both like, that's where they both like, if you put them both together, they're a better like rim running set. You know what I mean? But they're not. So I would still pay Mitchell Robinson, have Jericho in the, in, in the wings, get rid of Nerlens Noel. And then if Jericho Sims becomes that guy who then, you know, is better than Mitch, yo, you can trade Mitch. Trade yeah, Mitch. His deal will be up. His deal will be up by the time anyway. But Maybe. I I don't know. There's... The, we're, we're, in my opinion, we're glossing over the inconsistency part with Mitch, right? I he's had injuries, he's had foul trouble. Now he, you know, now he's getting outworked by a backup center who was in the G League. I, I don't know. T- t- to me, he's good. He's a good player. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I have. No, I, I don't dislike him, but I don't know if I need him to be my starting center. But that's and, but there you go. You just you just answered it. I don't right? need him to be my starting center. I don't want to. I don't. If we sign him, he has to be the starter. Yeah, and so let him be the starter. But no, but I don't. I don't. He can't guard half the centers in the league. I don't want a starter who is from day one. I know can't guard half the centers in the league, and then the other half is maybe if he's consistent and if he's healthy. I, I don't. That's not what I want to pay. And Robert I'd Williams guard take, every center in the league. I have no issue with Robert Williams playing against. Any, there's no matchup where Robert Williams is going up against someone, I'm like, he can't guard him. No way today. He's not going to get any boards. He's not, there's, I, there's not one game. They're the best defensive team in the league, and he's a huge part of that. I, 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 they're not even comparable, in my opinion. I think if Mitch Robinson goes to Celtics for Robert Williams, we would become significantly better on defense, and they would get worse on mm-hmm. rebounding and defense. And so that's, that, that's where I'm starting to get, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think ahead a little bit because I know this is going to be construed as I'm a Mitch hater or whatnot, in my in my opinion, I would just I'm I would just be a little hesitant to give him a big contract and then talk about impeding Sims. Like, are you going to be you know like how many minutes can Mitch actually go in a game? Are we now is is are they the one A and one B? 
you know, going on basically one contract because Sims is a rookie and, you know, Mitch is going to be getting paid. So, you know, you can just kind of average that out. I, I get that. But can we call a spade a spade? Mitch has an ego. He wa- he wants to shoot threes. He wants he wants he, he's trying to do all these things. Meanwhile, he can't guard Andre Drummond sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean that, that that's 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 just where my thought process is. I, I I'm I'm not gonna say we. I'm gonna okay. I'll number one say I'm gonna be really upset if we lose Mitch for nothing in unrestricted free agency. Then number one, that'll be that'll be that's the absolute worst case scenario. My my second worst case scenario is that we give him over what was allotted in the in the extension in the max extension if we give We're him not, over the, the max well uh, well the problem is he wanted more than that right well he wants i mean i presume that he wants the full on max Knicks can give him 55 five years 55 i don't think there's or he could be, test free agency and then do whatever he wants right yeah but no one's going to give him more than that like there's been numerous reports whether it was uh sean uh Debney of heavy.com whether it is uh michael scotto of uh hoops hoops hype they're all around the same range for mitchell robinson which is like that 10 to 13 million annually what he's going to get and honestly i still think that's fine for him for what four three or four years that's what they're projecting and i would still do that because there's no l deal yeah and the, the reason is because one you're paying him as a starter he'd still be a starter on this team and I think any team that pays him that type of money is looking for him to be a starter. Two, I still see, see that there's still some area for, for improvement in Mitch. I still think that he can. He's not in his prime. He's still learning to be a center. You know, I, th- I still think that you can still get something more out of Mitch. I think he's on the upward trajectory. I look at this year as like Robert Williams' second or third year in the league. And that's more so what I'm comparing. Not this year's Robert Williams. Because Robert Williams this year is like a really good center that anyone <laughs> yeah. would make. Yeah, no, I, I agree would, with you on that. I would, but I'll like, give a first round pick and Mitch for, for Robert Williams like, and maybe a, a player or two. But like, if you look at like last year, like you put up, like when I asked, like who can Robert Williams guard? And if we, if we go to like last year, like he's not guarding Bam Adebayo that well. He's not guarding Nikola Jokic that well. Damn, he was even guarding Dwight Powell that well back, like last season too. But this year he's on a whole other level because they're like, we believe in you. We're gonna pay. We're gonna pay you, and that's how I look at it for Mitch. And like, I would just go that route to begin with. Also, just you just have more assets. Like you, people want him. Like people yeah, do true. want Mitch. So if people want Mitch, pay him. He's a contract that you can trade. And then if if you got Jericho Sims, who's gonna be better than Mitch in the end anyway. He, who knows what could happen to Jericho Sims? Right? We don't know if Jericho Sims is like gangbusters in his third year. Keep in mind, Jericho's on a two way. He's not even getting paid by the Knicks. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That, like, that, that's not getting paid. But also on the other side of that, Alex, and I hate to say it, but what if he gets signed to the extension and then he just goes back to last year's Mitch? And this was what we saw in his contract. Like, this is his glorified contract if you're at, year. If you're saying this is the contract year and then he's just like nothing else after that. But, but are you even impressed by it? You know what I'm saying? Even if this is supposed to be like times four, times five, whatever number we put on it because of the contract year, I'm, I'm not even impressed by it. You know, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not to be impressed, right? That's like, what I'm, that's what I'm, th- th- let me ask you this. The root of my, spe- like my speculation. Let me ask you this. Like as, as an, for an evaluation standpoint, like impressed means we get like, to me, when I think of like someone who's impressing to me, it means we really got something here. We got to, we got to lock him in ASAP, right? Like RJ impresses me. 
Quentin Grimes a impresses change. me. At least, yeah, like you see a jump. Like you see, like yeah, I see. I can, I, but I can, I can already see the jumps coming ahead. You know what I mean? That's the impressive part of those guys. Like, yeah. like we can watch the video of Quentin Grimes that's circling around Twitter and IG, and you see him working on his dribble pull up moves. And I'm like, yo, we haven't even seen that in a game yet. But like he's working on that, and if he has that as a shooting guard. My mind's gonna be blown when he starts pulling that on the court, and I'm like, yeah, "Yo, we really got something special here," you know. Like between yeah. him, RJ, it's like we got something special. Mm-hmm. Have I seen that with Mitch? I mean, besides him shimmy somebody and then go go to the rack, no, I have not seen a lot of that from Mitch. But I can say that I am <laughs> encouraged. I'm encouraged from what yeah. I saw from his rookie season, his sophomore season, third year, and now, and be like, "All right, I can see the progress here. I can pay for the progress," and. If he he hasn't reached his prime yet, we got guys. I think if you put some good guys around him to keep his head on straight, like have that good locker room to create that good ethos, I think I would be like, yes, I can buy into this. And if not, bare minimum, it could be someone else's problem. And I, we can do that sooner rather than freaking later if you sign him. Because it's uh, the way I look at it too from like a team like asset management standpoint is like you can't just let him walk. No, right. that's the worst case scenario. You, you either sign and trade him, which will be more difficult, or you pay him. Nothing too crazy. And from what it looks like, the market's not even going to be that crazy for Mitch to begin with. So you pay him. You start trying to read the room as soon as possible and be like, we're going to move this guy. And you still get somebody back. I have some news. I think I'm ready to sign and trade Mitch. If 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 uh, if, if, a, if a nice deal came up. I know the Brunson thing is a little... Uh, fairy tale-ish because you need two signing trades and it'll be fantastic. If we could do a, a straight up Mitch for Jalen trade, I would do that. I don't even think that's a question. Jalen who? But, Jalen Brunson? Yeah. Oh, like a, I was a, like a double sign and trade. Uh, a double sign and trade, but like that's yeah, difficult. Please fairy be specific with Jalen's. We have too many Jalen's in the league because I was thinking <laughs> Jalen Brown for a second who was going off to I'm like, oh, hey. no, no, of course. No, no, no. I mean, I would, I would do anything Jalen Brown. That's a different story. Um, we're, we're talking about uh, we're talking about being able to get a point guard for Mitch Robinson, like a Jalen Brunson, or even like a LaMelo Ball or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Somebody who a team would needs a center more than a starting point guard that maybe wants to shed money off their books, give us somebody they don't like, like Terry Rozier. You know what I mean? To like, mm-hmm. you know, flood our books and some something like that. I'm starting to be okay with only because of Jericho Sims. Like this is the only reason, you know what I mean? It's it's more of it's it's less of an indictment on Mitch because I just Sims just does everything that Mitch can do but better. And if I can get a point guard for that and kind of shed that and then you know kind of struggle. yeah you would do that like I would do that in a heartbeat too like I would, if if you're telling me we got to sign Mitch trade Mitch to get a point guard in here yeah of course like that that's like an so you're not, you're not, yeah, but like but like that I don't feel like that with anyone really anyone else like. I don't want to trade Randall for a point guard necessarily. I don't want to trade, you know, I would trade Fournier for I would trade Fournier for a sandwich or a baguette, as you like to put it. But that's, that's, that's a different story. But, I mean, you know, him and Noel could go for literally nothing. I mean, but it's, it's I'm starting to fall off the Mitch like bandwagon, to be honest. I feel like that's apples to or no. Well, it is to me that those are apples to oranges because, like, when you talk about Noel and Fournier, they're both in their primes. We know who they are, right? Which we were still like. I think the concept that of, is, of when he was a rookie, it's like, what could he be? Is like so far gone where it's like, all right, bro, I just need you to be this. And I think you can be this, right? Which is just. He knows Noel. Yeah. He knows Noel in his prime all the time. 
Yeah, and be healthy. <laughs> and, to, yeah. and to his credit, he's been healthy this entire season. Like, we see him nagging injuries. Yes, you're always concerned when he falls down. So am I. Oh, my God, but, dude. But I feel like, the, I feel like even today, like even falls. today when he was like hopping up because like Drummond like hit his ankle. I was like, oh, my God. He walks God. like this, bro. He walk, he walk, he walk, he walk, he walk. I don't know what's going on. With every every game, there's like a panic attack for Mitchell Robinson. I'm like, this like, is why I'm nervous, Alex. Like, this is why I'm I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous about but you can't you sign him. And he he's a used car, bro. If you sign him and he gets hurt, it's over. Now we have another Nerlens Noel on the books. Now we have two centers. Or if we got rid of Nerlens for something like, oh my goodness, you know. So what's, like your, what's your solution? You sign Andre Drummond this offseason? because he's a no, he's a, he's a no. My, I, uh, honestly, do you think Jared? Okay, the, here, here's the, here's the real question. You do, you 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 lose. Let's go with the worst case scenario. You lose Mitch this offseason. Who do you sign as a center? Or do you just throw Jericho Sims into that starting role and you say, hey, boy, hey, bro, hey, bro, whatever, like, you got to go learn. Like, you got to go do do the damn thing and go figure it out. I mean, when you talk about unrestricted free agents this year, there's a couple good ones. Like, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking that we need to put Sims as the, as the starter, but he's definitely a, a above average backup center. So if we could sign someone to be the one A one B, I just I think we could pay significantly less than we're gonna have to pay Mitch and not necessarily lose much. Maybe sometimes even gain because of you know the sim situation. Like I don't know, Nurkic is fine. Like what does Nurkic not give you that Mitch Robinson gives you? I mean, you know Nurkic, gives you, Nurkic is gives you the thing that Nurkic probably doesn't give you is being a he's not a rim runner. He's not. Doesn't really have the verticality as Mitchell Robinson or Jericho since, but if you want to talk about a center with an offensive game back to the basket, a little bit more three level scoring, that's that guy for you. Your boy Dwight Howard. I mean, I Robin like Dwight Lopez. Howard. I like Dwight Howard as a backup, but he'd be yeah, a but, good fine well, stopgap. He'd be getting backup money. You know what I'm trying to say? He'd be getting yeah. backup money, but he'd be with like Jericho Sims. You know, and he instead of paying sixty million, he'd pay like ten million. You know, or whatever. The, it's going to be significantly less. Or somebody like Robin Lopez, who I don't necessarily love, Javon McGee. Like, what are these? What does Mitch Robinson have that these guys don't? That's that. That's what I'm worried. And I'm honestly more worried about Mitch than I am about these guys. Even though I mean Nurk, he's the injury king. So kind of, I'm actually kind of worried. I'd rather pay Mitch honestly than Nurk if it's the same contract. Oh yeah, no, like I, I I'm <laughs> taking Mitch over Nurk 100. Yeah, I'm honestly taking Mitch over any of these, any of these uh free that's agents. That's the same. If it's the same contract. Oh, you're not you're not getting Mitch for five. I'm sorry to tell you that. No, no, no. no. I'm saying if, if everyone is the same contract, I would take Mitch. Oh, but then okay. where it starts where it starts to become a conversation is we're gonna start taking discounts. You know what I mean? Trade him for a player, but then take discounts on these guys to get like to see how, you know almost money ball it. You know what I mean? To see how much actual money we could take down without losing much value. That's my question: is how much value on the court is Mitch Robinson? I know we've kind of, you know, went a little bit long on this, uh, you know, Mitch Robinson, Jericho Sims, like what's his future here? But I think it's going to be telling the next, what is it, 12 games or so? I I, I really do 15 games? I don't know, something like that. I, I, I do believe that uh, some answers are going to be told during this during these next couple, couple months or a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're going to get a lot of information 
this offseason, what happens. June 30th is a key date for Mitchell Robinson. Uh, that's when he'll be an unrestricted free agent. So we'll see if the Knicks uh, give him that extension, uh, give him that new contract before then, before he taps out into free agency. But, yo, man, let's get on another player. Let's talk about Manuel Quippy real quick because struggled today, man. Struggled today. This talk is about hot and cold, bro. Yo, this is what I I wrote about this for Hoops Habit. Uh, yo, it's the man is goes back and forth between it, having hot games, cold games. I feel bad for him, like I always say, because he's thrown into a position that's not really him. Um, but I think today was more so of like a tough game for him because he had Deuce out there for a little bit of minutes next to him. But I think Tibbs with these rotations, man, when it's like trying to get somebody acclimated and feeling comfortable out there, like it's not quick and Burks that gets it going. It's quick and deuce out there. That's doing it. And our bench today was just really quiet. And we saw Sims and quickly got most of the minutes out of the guys between Obi deuce uh, and so forth. But I don't know, man, I'm kind of, it, this is like, tell me, this, tell me what, tell me how you feel about IQ, man. Well, I love IQ. Uh, I, this is just like I mean, a concern. Of course. What's your concern? This is the concerning. I'm just concerned of like, what is like, what's the plan with IQ moving forward? Because is it to make him a point guard? Is it to have him as it? Like, what What are we doing with Emmanuel quickly? Because I feel like I know he's going through struggles right now. I just want to know what this front office is and this team's just indication of Emmanuel quickly is like, are we supposed to watch him become a point guard off the bench? Is he just supposed to be like this combo guard that can kind of is a good gadget player that can do it all. They can slide in from the bench to starting rotation. If you need him, like a Jamal Crawford, Lou will type of guy, like what are we doing with Emmanuel quickly? I feel like we would have gotten more clarity if everyone was healthy on this roster, but I'm just looking at him. Like I see a kid struggling, a kid trying to figure out his footing, a kid that's trying to expand his game by being a point guard, but I'm just kind of lost and what this team's overall concept of Emmanuel quickly is. What do you think? I'm totally with you, man. I love IQ. And he's so out of position. I also feel bad for him on that aspect, right? He's not getting help defense. He doesn't really get screens. He is tasked with shooting. And like you said, tonight he had a tough night. But then other nights he literally wins those games. Right, but today's 0 for 4. It's terrible. Like those are turnovers, right? One of the threes was like a little far back. One of the threes could have got us the lead. Like these are big plays that he's not converting on, which is fine. They're good shots. My my inkling, man, is that he is just Jamal Crawford. You know what I mean? Which is a compliment. I don't think, I you know, Jamal I said, I, I, I Jamal said, Crawford's John, one of my favorite players. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big compliment. It sucks to say out loud, but I he deserves to be on, like, an OKC. Like, a team who's, like, running and gunning, like a Cavs team. Like, he would be murdering on those teams with a point guard who run in transition, who have legitimate centers, who set screens. Like, it would just It would just be different. And that's where I feel bad for him. Where I don't feel bad for him is we give him the most opportunity to do whatever the hell he wants. Like from the first year, remember the the narrative was, oh, you're not a star in point guard. And he's like, why not? I am. Show me. Like, I'll show you. Uh, I'll give me playing time. Uh, we give him playing time. 
It was a summer league. We're like, all right, yeah, whatever. It's a summer league. It was his first try. He, I don't know, Alex. Like, I, I'm, I cannot put him in the point guard slot. He could even be though earlier guard. this week you said he looked like a point guard. He had a good game. He had a really good game. He really facilitated. But I can't put him in my starting point guard lineup. He is a shooting guard off the bench. Unfortunately, we have Fournier, who we're paying a bazillion dollars to, <laughs> and nobody will take him off our hands. So even if we want to start Grimes and RJ, and you want to bench Fournier, where are you going to put IQ? It kind of puts him in no man's land, right? It just feels to me that he doesn't fit on this team, but it's so unfortunate. Like, I, I think he's so good. So I, I, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's the Knicks team specifically, or it's maybe it's just Tibbs. Because if you notice, he's just he just does what D Rose did back in the day. You know what I mean? Or recently, he like and Jimmy Butler and RJ kind of running the same offense. Like, there's no offense. It's just like, yo, do something. You know what I mean? Like, here, just take the ball and do something. And maybe he just he he doesn't fit w- within that. You know what I mean? Did you see what Nate Robinson did too on the Bulls? Because <laughs> Nate Robinson was another one on the Bulls. It was just kind of like free reign to let that man go ISO. <laughs> was 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 uh was Heinrich uh with Tibbs? Uh yes, and I love Kurt Heinrich Kurt Heinrich. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just, he just did whatever he wants. He just goes in, does the assists, you know, like he he makes the defense collapse, plays defense. Like it's kind of just like a free-for-all out there when it comes to the guards. So I don't know, dude. I I, I don't really see a future here with IQ. It sucks to say it. It really he's such Who a good asset. You don't see a future for IQ here? Not with Tibbs. IQ and Tibbs does not make sense to me uh, in the future with the Knicks. It, he's such a good well, asset. A, let's throw this curveball in here. If you're, if you're talking about the Knicks getting anybody good, it has to be with IQ in the trade. Okay. So I just think that that's going to happen. So let me throw this curveball for you then. Do you think Thibodeau is going to be here with the Knicks long enough where IQ would have to be traded? So I think Tibbs is not going to get fired in this offseason, and I think IQ is going to be traded. So, mm. uh, uh, you know, I, I think this is the year of reckoning because IQ's his value is only going to go down if he stays with the Knicks next year, and, and unless we got a point guard, of course. Like, if Chris Paul was here, it would be different. IQ would be murdering out here. You know, that's that's the crazy difference. Don't it's just, please don't get me started on Chris Paul. I still have visions of everyone telling me I was nuts for wanting Chris Paul on this team. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Uh, but I know I have I have a little bit of regrets of not getting Van Fleet because I think Van Fleet and IQ would be a nice, a oh, nice man. one-two punch as well. So, yeah. I, 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 unless we get – I mean, maybe I'm just having like – This is where I come back and say like, about a point guard. You know this what I'm is saying? where I come back like the Jalen Brunson stuff and I'm just like, yo, if you haven't heard – my Let me ask you a question, Brunson, go Let me ask you a question though. Yo, Let me ask you a question. Would you do Jalen Brunson and IQ in, in an offense together? Like, where's the where's the defense going to come from? Uh, as a starters, no, I no, like even like yeah, like off, like just in the line. Oh yeah, I'd have that short stints, short stints yeah. together. Yeah, I think okay. you could do the short. Like, let's keep in mind, like that worries me. You know what I'm saying? That like, yeah, like yeah, that's that's a, a little. little like if you tell me fill out the, if it's like R, you have RJ out there, Randall out there. Mitch Jericho, like at your five, that's fine. Oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm saying on the bench unit, like say it's a whole bench unit, and then you leave Jalen Brunson in because he was the starting point guard and you left him in, and it's IQ off the bench and just like the bench guys, like whoever whoever's left. But even like 
So, like, are you thinking like McBride's out there too? No, no. It'll be. Oh. Let's call it. Let's call it. Oh, you're gonna be disgusted. Let's call it Burks, uh, Sims, and Obi in the three, four, five. Not. That's a tough too, one. That's I'm a tough one. Like, you right. I'm not too oh, against okay. that. I'm not too okay. against it. It's uh, the defense is lacking outside yeah. Jericho and quickly. Um, that's just what. Like, that's just like you know. Like I'm just trying to throw out a little hypothetical scenario. Like, like that. That type guard. of that, see. That's where it's that's like a saying, true like, point guard with IQ. You know. Yeah, but that's like once again, if Jalen Brunson's like your starter, and he's playing with the starters, if that's happening, that's for a short stint, not the entire time. You know what I mean? You want me like, to tell you who the perfect fit is with IQ? Terry. The perfect fit in this league with IQ. Shea Gildress Alexander. Mar- Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart and IQ would be the perfect one-two punch, in my opinion. Like, he needs somebody like that. Two combo and guards the- that are just completely drastically different from one another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, just like, or like a Schroeder. Just like, oh, absolutely. complete opposite things. Stop with the Schroeder. I don't hate, I don't actually don't hate Schroeder. I like He's Schroeder. good, man. Schroeder's a good bench player. He's a good six man. He was in that running with uh, Montrezl Harrell, and that's really what he He's, is. He can collapse the he collapses the defense. He plays defense. What else do you want? He's a good. He's a good bench guy. Yeah, him and IQ would be nice off the bench, in my opinion. Uh, just on just I don't know some tangents, but uh, IQ in this Mitch, the IQ and Mitch thing. Mitch more so, obviously. He's start. He's really like becoming. Uh, it, it, it's so crazy, Alex, because this all has to do with last year's offseason. Like, because Noel is there for 30 mil, like, this if Noel is wasn't worried here, about Mitch. Noel wasn't if 48, here. If Fournier wasn't here, we wouldn't have this conversation about IQ either. You know, like, it's really because of last offseason. But at the same time, Grimes being there also helps. And that was also, you know, a positive from last. Also, that kind of, you know. Oh, the, the drafting for this team has been, like, on point. The you could question Obi and whether or not we should have drafted him, but I'd, I'm not making too much out of that because we no one expected Randall to be Randall. So, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm, fine. but drafting Obi uh, is good. <laughs> Draft to say Sean Marion again. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> so like I'm not, so I'm, not like ups- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not upset with it. Um, like our drafting's fine. It's the free agency, man. Free agency for this team is like. People are like giving it an F. Like I give it like an average because we could say Burks was good last season. Uh, trading for Rose and re-signing Rose, I think, is very good. Even though Rose hasn't played, I still think it's a good. He's still a good asset to this team to have. But Taj Gibson, another good asset to this team. Uh, there's some good signings on this team, but this, the the front office is really what people are honing in on are like Alfred Payton, uh, Evan Fournier, and uh, Kemba Walker. Those are gonna be your three biggest guys Dude, you're looking at. Those tough. Those are three. Those are, those are those are tough. Those are three tough <laughs> ones. Those are three tough ones. I thought, you could, honorable mention. No, it was a while. <sighs> honorable mention. Honestly, like, that's so hard to grade because, like, it's so hard to grade because I get why you pay him. <laughs> I get yeah. it. Like mentally, I can get it. I get why um, you pay all those guys. But the, but the actual but the actuality of like him not playing. Essentially, no, like oh. 20, 20 games this season. But he, sh- but he showed you. He was the bionic man all year. Oh. He was literally in ice pads. Like if I saw that, what the hell do they see? What <laughs> no, they see behind the scenes? You know what I mean? His finger was going this way. His knees going that way. Like, <laughs> oh man, 
That's funny. Oh, this has been good. This has been good conversation. Let's wrap this thing up, man. Let's get into the slate, man. Are we Let's making get... the play in, bro? Are we making the play in? No, we're not making the play in. I... Come on, bro. All right. Well, it's, it's now or never, dude. It is literally now or never. This is this is this is the stretch, bro. This is the stretch. This is this, this is the stretch. We are closing out. We're halfway through March. That means season's almost over because April 10th is right around the corner. We got a month, essentially a month left of basketball. So on deck. Uh, for this upcoming week, we will not be the Knicks will not be playing until Wednesday, uh, where they are home versus the Portland Trailblazers. Friday against the Washington Wizards, as John likes to say, and then Sunday against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz, the Jazz. <laughs> How are you feeling about this week, man? How are you feeling about this week? This is a big week because one of the teams that, if you want to get into a play-in, you're playing in this week. <laughs> So, first of all, we got embarrassed last time we played Portland. Absolutely embarrassed. So, if the Knicks don't come out, forget everything else. If the Knicks don't come out on Wednesday, so the, the reason why they have such a big gap is because they're off this road trip. But they've been off this road trip, right? Like, do you count Brooklyn? Like, they slept in their homes yesterday. So, they're off the road trip. They, they have four days right here to just chill. It was a 1 o'clock on Sunday. Like, they're chilling right now. 7.30 p.m. Sunday, they're they're having a good time. Daylight savings, they got an extra hour of sunlight. No, they lost the hour. They lost the hour. <laughs> no, they got an extra hour of sunlight. Yes. So it's, it's good. Like, they're good to go. They're home. Seasonal depression's over. <laughs> yeah, and they got embarrassed by Portland. They better smack Portland at home. And we're usually good at versus Portland at home, even when they're, you know, star-studded. So I expect a win there. After that, we have the Washington Wizards, the Wizards, they're coming at home on a little Friday night Knicks. Leo Valentine hitting the keys. <laughs> that has to be a win. That has Robert to Randolph be a win. just is Robert Randolph just there be like, guess what, guys? We're trading for Damian Lillard yeah. tomorrow. It's like Robert Randolph. The trade deadline passed. How are we trading for a man on Friday? It's March, it's March 18th. <laughs> Classic. I, we have to win that game. We have to. Um, he, they are in ninth place. No, they are in 10th place, or we're in 11th place. Whatever the hell it is, they're 11th, we're in 12th. We suck, and they're in front of us. So we have to beat them. And then I'm taking 25 people to the Jazz game, Utah Jazz game on Sunday. We got that pregame stuff, postgame stuff. It's going to be an embarrassing one. God I'm, bless you. I got the I got a bunch of the you know the kids I you know the college kids and I don't know if there's any high school kids I think they're all college kids uh, and above on this one I'm never gonna hear the end of it Alex literally never oh you're done I don't know why I you see you got to plan events for teams <laughs> where it's like there's a good chance like the Hornets won that was a good that was a good chance that we could have won. That was a good I don't, one. and my cousins were excited about LaMelo. And I got I got killed when LaMelo didn't play that game. And then yeah. we got killed. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, it's like, oh, this can go either way. You know what I mean? Like sure. Same with the Wolves. Like we were we were you were there back to back games. Like it either one of those games could have gone either way. Like that's how it is. You're choosing against the Utah Jazz, my man. <laughs> Why? At home. At home, Donovan Mitchell. Could have been home against the Chicago Bulls. I, I I saw the Bulls already this year. That was fun. We lost. I wonder what my record is this year. Bad. 
Last year's record was great. Yeah, but the Knicks are bad. So, <laughs> I mean, how, how much is it me? How much is it them? But anyway, this is I, I'm going 3-0 this week. I don't give a damn what anyone says. What? I know it's supposed to be 2-1, and one, but I'm not going to give myself a loss when I go. So, 3-0. and oh, Bring me it like I, I don't want to lose until Miami. I don't want to lose until March 25th. If you're going to give me a loss, give me the March 20th loss, but that's because you have to get it out of your system, you know, March 20th versus Utah on Sunday. If you're going to lose it, lose it because you are not allowed to lose to Atlanta and Charlotte back to back. So, you know, so if you have to lose it, I have breaking news, Alex. I have breaking news from the athletic. Good ward. What's happening? Tom Brady returning to the Bucks. What? What is ha- I'm so mad right now. Is he coming out of retirement? He's literally coming out of retirement. It's from the Athletic. And now he literally tweeted, these past two months I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come. Oh my <laughs> I hate him. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, honestly, dude, does that mean Ryan Jensen is not coming? I hate him. I hate Tom Brady so much. Oh my god, real? it's real, bro. Can we can we cue up the 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 the, the what's that stupid thing? That stupid video that went viral. <laughs> the guy yelling at Tom Brady. Oh <laughs> man. Oh my God. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Can I get three? No, Alex, we can close out this pod. I'm done here. I'm done with sports. I hate sports. I hate Tom Brady and I hate sports. I'm going two and one this week. Fuck (laughs) Tom Brady. Um, This man will not go away. Just go. Dude, but if Mark, okay. I am putting this out there. If Ali Marpet comes back, I am I am suing the league. I, I'm I'm gonna protest. If Marpet comes back, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. If they get Jensen back too, and they're re-signing Chris Godwin, now OJ Howard's not gonna come to the Jets. Yo. All right, let's end this episode, bro. I need three and now. I'm I'm so I'm actually so mad. Two and one. I hate you, Tom Brady. I hate you. You know the you know the Ozzy Guillen uh clip. Where he's talking when he's uh, talking about Nick Swisher. Did yeah. you ever see that? Yes. He's like, I hate Nick Swisher. I hate I hate Tom Brady, bro. I hate Tom Brady. So I hate him more than Philly. I hate him more than anything. Uh, All right. Nick's I I, I want to tweet out N E W W W at the end of this week. That's all I want. And it's gonna be five W's by the end. Because we have Atlanta and Charlotte coming up. I give me five games, bro. Get me into this play-in, dude. Imagine we have a Brooklyn versus Knicks play-in. That'd be fire, but I just don't believe the Knicks. With no Kyrie? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, I'm gonna Let's go end this one. pod, bro. I'm so mad. I'm going to one so this mad. week. Knicks would be Portland, Washington. Because uh, Washington stings Portland... They are essentially just tanking at this point. 
and Utah is just too good. So on that do you note, think, do, we're, do you we're, think do you think do you think it's because the NFC sucks? Because that's all I've been hearing the last uh, couple of weeks is the AFC is amazing and the NFC sucks. No, he's upset because he lost to the Rams, bro. He's upset that he lost to the Rams when he beat them in the Super Bowl, and he wants to come back and he's thinking about it and he's butthurt about it. So now Tom Brady's back here to just try to do the damn thing. And honestly, I'm not here for it. Tom Brady, go back and retire. Go spend some time with your children. Just go back. Go, go spend some time with your children, man. I want to say Jets fans bad. alone. I, just, I need to end this pod. I want to say bad things, but end this pod. End this. End this. End it. All right. Thank you, everyone. We got to end it here because we're two just salty Jets fans. And I told you, man. I, 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 did I not? Did I not tell you? You turned thirty, and your jolts, your Jets salty fanness. Just gets more and more worse. This has nothing even to do. Yes, it does, man. Fans. It does I have to do Tom with the Jets Brady, bro. because it's Tom Brady. It's not Tom Brady and we're the rest of the league. Listen, it's Tom Brady Col- and Jets fans being tor- tormented by this man. Listen, listen to me right now. If Coach K comes back next year, I'm done. <laughs> I'm just done. I'm just done with all this crap. Coach K about to pull a Tom Brady. He's next. Just watch. I need them to just go away. Coach K and... And Tom Brady, just go away. Everything was going to be so much better. <sighs> All right, whatever. Give me on that note. On that note, well, you know we can't. Well, I, I gotta give. I just hate Tom Brady, bro. Oh, Greg, if you're here, Greg, you there, bro? You there, Greg? I'm here, Alex. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm here, I'm man. Just... I'm right. here for it all. Okay. You got any words before I, I wrap this thing up, man? You want to say anything as a fellow Jets fan? No, I'm the number one Tom Brady hater always will be forever. I, you know, I hate him so much. I hate him. He's trying to take Tom Terrific. I hate him as a Mets fan. I hate him as a Jets fan. Him as a New Yorker. He sucks. I can't believe he's coming back. I really can't do this. All right. Well, on that note, thank you everyone for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. We are two. We are all three angry Jets fans right now. But thank you everyone for tuning in for another episode. You know what to do. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please do so. We're on all audio listening platforms, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Also, if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star review. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave us a comment that helps us out oh so greatly. We're also on YouTube now. You can see these angry mugs as we're uh, closing out the show because we're just so upset that Tom Brady's back. Very annoying. Very frustrating, but you can go check us out over there on the YouTube. Make sure to type in Knicks, Jets, etc. That's Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. Go find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And we watch a video. Please make sure to hit the like button and leave us a comment. We will interact with you and we appreciate it so much. While you're there, we also have Winning Picks Weekly. Angry John Malika, canceled. angry canceled, Greg bro. Albert, video producer no Greg. <laughs> I don't want go to go down the NFL slate. They're I don't dr- want now, to now. Now they're <laughs> dreading the new NFL slate because of Tom Brady returning, and I don't blame them. But guess what's coming up? March Madness. So tune in this week to hear them give their takes on March Madness and what teams you're betting on, and to bet so responsibly. Last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Shits, Etc. podcast. Tune in later this week as you hear more angry stuff about Tom Brady on the Jets episode from all of us. Later, everyone. We out. Let's go, Knicks. I hate Tom Brady so much.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.